What a qualifying session we just had, Kyle. Wow. Welcome, everyone, to an F1 edition of the King of the Take podcast. I'm Donald Jones here with Kyle Silva to take you through a thriller of a qualifying from the Monza racetrack in Italy. Kyle. Dude, what a, what a what a quali. And honestly, I was watching it, and it just reminded me so much of last year, Ferrari and Red Bull battling for pole. Max, like, making a mistake in Q3, which we're going to get to, but what a quali. What a, like, lost for words. I think that was probably my favorite quali of the season. It's up there for me. La- I mean, last week in the Netherlands was, got, was, was awesome, too, just with, yep. the, with the weather. Yep. But this, you know, in Italy... Ferrari doing well. There's just different vibes to it. Exactly, man. There's levels to all this, right? Yeah. I guess um I guess that take is almost from just like a pure racing form. Like there yes. was no chaos from the weather. There was like it was clean, like it seemed like the teams figured out the strategy and whatever strategy you could implement. But wow. It was all about the drivers. It was pretty much all about the drivers, which is what we want to see. Absolutely. Not, you know, you want weather from time to time just to mix things up, especially when there's typical max dominance, which we'll get to in this particular qualifying session. But it was great to see it all come down to the driver's talents, and the Ferrari fans showed up in droves, as they always do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess you said it perfectly, and I just want to tee this up. Sure. It's, it was all about the driver's talent, mm-hmm. and we have... Lance Nicholas Latifi Stroll in twentieth Q. <laughs> I just I, I I so they came out. I think it was this past week that they've extended Lance Stroll. He's got a new contract. Whoa! Surprise, idiot. surprise! And the guy puts it P twenty <laughs> when his teammate is in Q three. P twenty. P twenty. Behind Lawson. His behind Sergeant. His dad's got to come in and just be like, hey, son, you're driver number three. <laughs> keep the contract. Keep the money. Keep exactly. whatever stipend or, or, you know, if it gets you an can, allowance, you whatever. You can still use the family yacht, but you just can't come near my two race cars anymore, okay? <laughs> I I honestly, with Albon showing, which we'll, we'll get to Q3 in a little bit, with Albon showing, I would love to see him in that Aston Martin. Oh, it's the perfect a, car for him. It it actually is. It makes too much sense. But I think he loves Williams in the direction they're going, and he did it today. Like he did he it was today. he was fifth or sixth fastest. He was sixth sixth on pole. Yeah, he was second in Q one, which was just a great lap. And even in FP three, I was watching FP three this morning. He was second for the majority of that session on the medium tires. When a lot of the other drivers around him were on the soft tires, he he's had sneaky pace good, all man. Weekend. He's sneaky good, but it's crazy that like. Red Bull had him, and then he got cut loose, right? I mean, he was shit poor when he was a Red Bull, <laughs> but I don't think that's him. I, I think it was a confidence thing. It's, it's They call it the, the Red Bull meat grinder for a reason. Like They yeah. just chew guys up. We're seeing oh. come into form now, which is great. Um, so like you said, Stroll out, P20, Magnussen, P19, Ocon and Gasly, 18-17, Joe and 16, no surprise for Joe. Ocon and Gasly, the surprises of, F, of uh, Q1. I had the biggest smile on my face because I do not like this team. I want them to finish last. I, they're nothing to me. They, they can be out of F1 tomorrow. They're starting to complain about engine requirements because there's an engine freeze and they don't have a good enough engine. Like, shut up. Your car's made of glass. Your drivers stink. I'm sick of it. I, I was so happy to see them go out in Q1. I, I would, their drivers don't stink. They're just mid. They're just mid. Like, they're not bad drivers. Gals and Elkin are, they're good drivers. They're just, they're mid. 
And, and the, I, the team is mid. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I just, they're, they're just there. They're, they just exist. They're taking here. a spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> after the session, after Q3, I guess it came out. So, Ukon, he, he went off the track on his first flying lap in Q3. Uh, he had floor damage. Right side of his, of his floor was damaged. But both cars suffering from basically just a lack of power. The, the, the Renault power unit is the slowest of the four. And they were just suffering from a lack of power, basically. So I heard on the broadcast, because they're, they're trying to change their engine, but the FIA and F1's not letting them, right? There's, there was an engine freeze because Honda was supposed to leave F1, leaving Red Bull high and dry. They basically negotiated this engine freeze so that they could develop their own power unit and still be competitive. And then Honda just stuck around, which screwed Alpine, basically. Yeah, which <laughs> is perfect. I know, I know. But, but like... And like I don't want I'm not one for cheating, but just say it's a reliability thing. Yeah, they have to use some power in there. Well. Ferrari tried so Ferrari 2018-19, they cheated and they got caught and they got basically screwed for a year and a half. Yeah, okay. So it's, anyways, it's tough. It's so tough de- to slip one past the FIA. Anyways, the biggest losers of the day. Absolutely. It's, it's without a shadow down. of doubt. And yeah. I have Gazi on my fantasy team, so that's not good. Oh. <laughs> I'm hoping he can come through the pack. Um, because they have a decent race car. You know, Joe is a slower driver than them. Hulkenberg, the, the Haas has no race pace. The uh, Buttas has no race pace. Lawson will probably drop back a little bit. So there's some opportunities for the Alpines to come up in the race, but a poor qualifying session. The top 10 are very good now, buddy. The top 10 are locked in. So let's get to Q2. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here in Q1. Well, okay, let's, let's touch on um, Liam Lawson yeah. qualifying 12th. In his first, let's call this his first true qualifying session. I mean, Zandvoort was a bit of a mixed bag. Well, he had practice in this one, right? Full practice, dry sessions throughout. He could set up the car the way he wanted to. And, you know, qualifying 12th in in Q1, right behind Piastri, ahead of George Russell. It's incredible. It's impressive. That's a hell of a drive, Um, especially in that car. And if him and Yuki showed out today. They did. I have them as one of my winners, even though they didn't make it to Q3. Yuki, P4 in Q1. And I guess, sorry, just for the audience, uh, the F, the F1 and FIA gets together are trialing a couple of different alternative uh, tire allocations this year. So there's multiple races this season where typically you can use whatever tires you want for all three sessions. We're putting sprints aside here. Sprints <laughs> have their own unique beast, and this is the confusing part of F1. But in this particular race, with no sprint, they have hards only for Q1, mediums only for Q2, softs only for Q3, and overall this weekend, every team has allocated less total tires. It's supposed to help save the environment. <laughs> with Kyle with that stat last week with how many <laughs> tires they burned through, they need it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm a fan of this. Like, It makes sense. It makes sense to me, too. And it's, I think it's good for the fans, too. You get a little bit of variability. It's just tough to understand if you're casual. It's like... What? Why are they on hards? Why aren't they on softs? What's going on? Um, they didn't do a great job explaining it, in my opinion, at the beginning of the session. But anyways, Q1 was all on hards. Yep. Uh, so Sonoda and P4, Sergeant P6. Those two are the standout performances for Q1 for me. That's incredible. Sergeant, terrible. Sh- well, he showed up well in Zanfort, but put it in the wall twice. But he put it behind him and had a great showing in Q1. Yeah, no, the Williams looked good today. Um he put a hell of a lap together, but uh, my boy Yuki was my shout-out from Q1, and um, give him the Red Bull. Give him the Red Bull. 
You got to get off this trade. No, I am going to be loud and proud for my guy. The reason you have to get off this trade is let's jump into Q2. Sergeant 15, Batas 14, Hulkenberg 13, Liam Lawson in 12, Sonoda in 11. 11th, yep. Tenth Ahead. and a half up of Lawson. Tenth and a half. That's it. Ahead, yeah. Third year what? in F1. That's fine. Lando only half. beat him by a hundredth. Yeah, but the McLaren has no oh, straight line no. speed so here. Now, yeah, have in, you seen the rocket guy, ship in the back of the AlphaTauri? <laughs> yeah, I have. And that's like Yuki's car is the problem and what's holding it back. Oh, is it? So and if he didn't get impeded, that the FIA obviously missed, he was going to be at least sixth. There is no one that complains about impeding <laughs> more than Yuki Tsunoda. Because he's everyone Always. blocks everyone sees how good he is and they block him out. Yeah, they probably can't see him in the car. <laughs> the tiny little just, head just, just poking up. Just driving itself. <laughs> I I I'm not a, you know how I feel about you. I think he's a good driver, but I think he's probably where he belongs. I don't think he'll ever get a seat in the Red Bull. And I think Lawson has a shot of sticking around in F1 next year if he continues to do what he did today. Yeah, no, it was an impressive showing, especially like his first race with practice, like we said. Um, AlphaTauri, all, all of a sudden, promising future if they can put a decent car together. And that that's the caveat with them. It's how much the Red Bull organization wants to invest in this quote-unquote sister car. Yep. And, you know, the past couple of years, since the Gasly days, they haven't really pumped a whole lot of resources into it. They were thinking about putting the team up for sale, which I think would have been the best thing for F1. They didn't. So you're right. I don't know if they're going to pump money into it and actually give them a, not race winning, but top 10 car. And the guys, the drivers just have to put it where it doesn't belong. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, it's a trial run, right? Like it's the B team. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I didn't see any surprises in Q2, did you? I think the, the, like the worst five, if you will ended up there sergeant 15 was a bit of a surprise i mean he he couldn't hook up a lap he struggled he went off the track off the track he went wide on the parabolic of the last turn um he struggled to put it together so after you know p6 and q1 to go to p15 and q2 behind buttes and alkenberg that was a bit disappointing yeah that was a surprise and like interesting enough um he was faster on his lap with the hard than yeah. the medium tire so it's just like he just Weird. didn't put it together so Inexperienced, yeah. new. I get it. Yeah, an opportunity to to come up through the pack a little bit in the race. Again, because that out that uh, that Williams is a rocket ship down the straights, it will be able to overtake. I think the goal for him is just get points. P ten, yep. P nine, just get points. Yeah, no, he's just trying to score, and if it's tenth, he gets a point. Like you can't go scoreless, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, you're right. Sonoda narrowly, narrowly finishing behind Lando Norris. The, the McLaren struggling with straight line speed the entire weekend, which we knew was going to be a problem. They have a new wing on it to try to pare it down a little bit. Uh, I think they'll have a decent race car. I think they probably qualified where they should with the car they were given this weekend. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. So I got nothing to add, man. <laughs> uh, Albon P5 again, showing that consistency. Um, and, like we talked about before, deserving of a better car, but he's really putting that Williams where it doesn't belong and showing the straight line speed is really a huge advantage at Monza. Dude, honestly, I was looking at this Williams and I don't know, is is he like born to drive in Italy? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like the Williams in, with Albon in the car? 
like, when has he qualified this high before? Uh, he didn't get a chance to race last year when DeVries ended up with points driving in his car. Um, yeah, it's, I think his highest ever qualified position was fourth, but that was in a, that was in a Red Bull. Oh, damn. So this is this is really impressive. Yeah, no, this was a hell of a drive. He he again, he's a winner of my, on my winners list. I actually um, have him as like the second biggest winner. I I think I think I agree with that. Looking at Q three, which we'll get to in a moment, I think I agree with that. So let's jump into Q three. Let's do it. Science with a world of a lap P one, Max P two. So that's the front row. Leclerc Russell Russell sneaky good lap there for the second row. Perez, probably where Perez should be, P5. That's about right. You know, he's not 10th or 9th. He got a lap time in. Imagine if he didn't have a Red Bull. Yeah, well, yeah, he'd be probably (laughs) 11, 12, 13, something like that. I was Uh, thinking Q1, but... Let's let's pump the brakes here. (laughs) Although he's not a great qualifier, so maybe you're right. Uh, Albon, P6. Piastri, P7. Again, probably where that McLaren should be. Hamilton, I would say disappointing P8. Norris P9 and Alonso again, probably out driving the car a little bit, P10 and continuing his streak as the only driver to be in Q3 in every single race so far this year. Incredible stats. So let's just let's unpack this from the back. It's unreal that Alonso can put bring this car to Q3 and the teammate is so far behind. It's actually a banana lands. I didn't think he drove that poorly today. I think it was a lot, little bit of team strategy. He was caught in some traffic. He tried to get out first on the second, like, hot lap. Mm-hmm. Just didn't work. No. I, and I don't think the, the car, they admitted they took a step back with their first round of developments this season. Um, back in Spain, when we saw them kind of P8, P9, they still haven't seemingly been able to fully tap back into that car they had at the beginning of the season. Great showing last weekend in, in Zanfort. But I think we're going to continue to see this kind of bouncing around for Alonso yeah. for the rest of the season. and. We'll see what we can do in the race, but yeah, P10 is is not a poor showing, I think, especially when you consider Stroll as 20th. Yeah. But I'm sure he would have wanted more. And then we go we go to ninth with Lando. Again, you said it, straight line pace. We they can just kind it. of body like put pull all this together and bring in Oscar as well. But Oscar beating Lando is also kind of sneaky. It is. Norris got the toe behind Checo, I want to say, for that final lap. So that's probably the best he could have done. Yep. And it's only P9. And you're right, Piastri, you know, we've seen it since this McLaren's kind of had a, a roundabout face here and, and put the performance together. They've been going back and forth. There's no true number one. It's just like Mercedes, man. It is like, just like Mercedes. It's, it's whoever does better that day is who we're going to help. <laughs> and that's what you want, right? Yeah. You want no, competitiveness. Exactly. The drivers respect each other. They, they're going to fight hard. There's no animosity there. They are, seem like they're great friends, and they're just going to go back and forth each weekend. Yep. Two young bucks doing it. That's right. Hamilton, P8. You know, Car he, wasn't there, man. Car wasn't there. It looked tight, then it looked loose, and that he just couldn't get comfortable, it sounded like. He struggled uh, in FP2 when everyone was doing their, their fast laps. He really struggled with the balance of the car. He wanted them to do a setup change. They said, no, we have a program to run through. So he's been kind of fighting it seemingly all weekend. And we've seen now P8, best he could muster up. He'll be fast in the race. But, um, yeah, he won't be happy with that performance at all. George, sneaky good. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. I didn't th- I didn't have him finishing fourth, especially with wh- where the car was at. But hell of a drive. 
all those haters on TikTok can fucking come after me now. <laughs> George, is, George has been all over the place. This is a, would you have him top three? I think this I is said a top, top three. three performance, I yeah. think, from him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got my the towel turn. For it, my but my turn to spin it around. He's got the towel for it, but he's not. I don't think he has the consistency to be truly called top three. In oh yeah, no. Right I now. I would have I would have walked that all the way back if I didn't have fifteen hundred <laughs> comments calling me a fucking clown. <laughs> good showing for George. Really sneaky. Good showing for George. Um, Perez P five, like we said probably where you expect him to be he's not a yeah. qualifier no this is, this is where he probably should be um he could still podium very much could still podium in the race tomorrow but now we get to the juicy part we do the claire p3 max p2 science p1 so let's go with charles he was the first one to come across the line there on that fast lap yep. and it was competitive yeah no the the ferrari's ponies were running talk about a home track man Talk about a home track. And I want, just before we get to Max and Science, something I noticed that's really different about the way the Ferrari fans support their drivers and their car versus Max. When they were in the Netherlands last weekend, it's all Max. They don't give a shit about Red Bull. It's all Max. They're Max fans. The Orange Army is about Max. You come to the Tifosi, they'll like you if you're good. But they care only about the prancing horse. Exactly. That's 100% (laughs) right. Did you see the giant flag in the crowd? Yes, and like, there's like yes. a small like Charles sign, and then it's like the Ferrari <laughs> logo. What they were doing when Science was doing his uh, post qualifying interview, they weren't cheering for Carlos. They were cheering Ferrari, Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari. <laughs> right? It's not about the drivers. And that's the unique thing about like drivers come and go, but these teams who've been around forever will will create that rivalry, and it's like one of the really cool parts about the sport. And they'll hate you if you're shit. Yep. They will, like Yankee fans, they will turn on you if you're shit. <laughs> it's quick. It's quick. There's no mercy with them, man. No. No, but Charles, typically the faster qualifier, always the faster qualifier, I was really. I say, one of the best on the grid to qualify. Probably in equal machinery, I think people probably say he is the best qualifier right now. First to come across the line, didn't get a toe, went out by himself. Max comes in second. With a very competitive lap. Again, seemingly also fighting it a little bit this weekend. Yep. Doesn't quite have the balance maybe where he'd want it. The car is not necessarily known as a qualifier. Max is just otherworldly. It's a race car. That The Red Bull is a race car. And then Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos. Sainz. Your boy. My boy. And I texted you right before. I, I, I saw a path to the front. I don't, like, I just assumed Max was going to win pole because Max, that's what he does. So I said, he. I think Carlos comes second. Well, I was wrong. He came first. And Go ahead. Oh, no. And, like, like it's a hell of a drive from Carlos. But, um, like, the thing that shocked me is in Q3, Charles never got a pull. Like, he was driving through the air both yep. times. Yeah, yep, They didn't yep. switch. Nope. So, like, it almost felt like Ferrari like th- had more confidence in Carlos. Like they're like, no, Carlos, you're getting it both times. It was weird. Yeah. It could also be preference. Like they were kind of going through an F1 TV before the qualifying session about there's a bit of a give and take. You're going to get the slipstream down the straights, 
but you also get a bit of arrow, what they call arrow wash around the corners, which could throw the balance off. Checo struggled with that a little bit as well. Okay. So it could have just been Carlos or Charles saying, and Max is like this too. It's like, just give me free air. I don't need a tow. I don't want a tow. Just yeah. give me free air so I can just do my just thing. Stay out of my way. Stay out of my way. I don't want <laughs> any variables. Let me do what I got to do. And Carlos maybe wanting that tow, wanting that little bit of extra pull down the straights, and it worked to his advantage. Yeah, why? But like, I, I guess like my question is like, why wouldn't you want it? Especially if um, it's free. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would just use it. Find a way. It's a, it's an edge. And in a sport where we're talking about the hundredths of seconds, give me every edge you got. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Great lap um, for Carlos. Great lap. Great lap by him, man. Like we said, excellent quality. Um, do you think Carlos holds off Max tomorrow? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think Max is winning going into the first quarter. <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll see. It, it depends on how, how how much he gets his elbows out. If Carlos can get off the start strong, it's going to be fully about how much does he want that first corner. Yep. Okay. Right? And if he hits his braking, you know, if he's got cold tires, cold brakes, he can lock up. There's, a, there's so many variables going into that first corner, especially at Monza, where it's basically coming to a dead stop. Um, it's going to be fireworks. We could see we could see a lot of carnage. It's, again, you know, with Norris and Piastri slightly out of position, we'll see. Like, did they make up make up positions going into that first turn? I think we're in for a, a bonkers first lap tomorrow morning. Yeah, no, um, I I agree. And one thing I'll be watching tomorrow is how does Albon do. Is he going to drop like a stone, or is he going to maintain and hold on to at least points? He'll be tough to over- he'll be tough to be overtaken, in my opinion. I don't think he will necessarily climb up. Nope, I don't I think, think he'll so. finish about P six, especially if the team can get the strategy right. Yep, that's a big thing. We're not expecting rain or anything, right? Nope, dry nice. weekend. It's dry cool. weekend. It's going to be beautiful, nice sunny, hot day. It's going to all come down to the drivers and the strategy. Let's when do it. You come T- off the tomorrow's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, but that's uh, that's quality. And um, you wanted to talk about a couple other things, I think. Yeah, quick take news. Uh, quick take news. So George and Lewis both extend with Mercedes through twenty twenty five. George, I don't think there was any any surprises there. He had a contract for next year, and I believe an option for twenty five, which has been exercised. And Lewis stating he wants to be here for a long time, not just for a good time. He's chasing that eighth championship. He sure is but not going to Ferrari anymore. Those rumors can die, but maybe he's rethinking it after this first day. I don't Wally. think so. <laughs> No, I, I just Flash wanted to spice pan, it I up. <laughs> I just wanted to spice it up. But um, yeah, no, um, excellent news if you're a Mercedes fan, two of the best drivers on the grid. Like, you're over the moon. And I think it's more about the next contract for Lewis. Like, the next two years, just about him sticking around. They're not going to be competitive for championships until 2026. And I think that's where he's going to stick around for 26, I'm pretty sure. That's where we're going to see him, I think, fighting for that eighth championship. I think it's 26, 27. If he doesn't get it, I think he's done then. He'll be 42. Um, but it's good to have him in the sport for the next few years, at least. Yeah, no, absolutely. It'd be kind of cool if he retired on his number. He's 44, right? He's 44. That's a long time, though. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but that'd be kind of cool. Alonso's doing it, but that's a long time. Uh, Alfa Romeo with a special livery, basically black car with the Italian flag on the on the kind of back third overlaid, gold rims. What do you think of it? I actually like it. I think uh, I would use it for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's, it's way better than their, the one they came out with at You know start. what? And it's something interesting because the car's shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, at least, like, you have that going for you. It's like... It's shit, but at least it looks good. Exactly. 
looks good at the back, but at least yeah. it looks good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, um, I, 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 I like it. And then Ferrari with their special livery with elements of that Le Mans winning car from earlier this season. And Antonio Giovinazzi showing up as well for the race. The car looks great. I think the yeah, car no. looks great. Yeah, no, no complaints. As long as you keep the Ferrari red, I'm not going to get mad. Let's talk about the jumpsuit. This McDonald's-looking jumpsuit that Ferrari is rocking this weekend. They they always seem to get it wrong. They had that like maroon jumpsuit a couple of years ago. I know they want to spice it up and they, they want to have a bit more of the yellow, but it looks like they're going to flip burgers. You know, I don't understand what they were going with with this with this yellow red look. So I actually didn't even like think to look at the jumpsuit. I just looked at it like quickly. I just googled it. This is bad. It's bad. What's going on, boys? It's bad. They always th- screw th- it up. This team two steps forward, six steps back. <laughs> Every single time. Like, it's like we, we got a decent car. The car looks good. Good quality, but we're going to do everything else wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, like that. this means Carlos is going to have engine problems tomorrow and Charles will crash. You're like, I just, oh. Walking along the side of the track on lap 25, heading to McDonald's <laughs> for a Big Mac. Like, it just oh. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make oh, any sense. Oh, this is gross. I don't like this at all. <laughs> this, this is actually the biggest loser. This is worse than Alpine. Yes. I agree. I agree. I'll take I don't the even slow think, Alpine over this McDonald's Yeah, jumpsuit. I don't even think that's a hot take. No, it's not. It's oh, not. man. Uh, but right. that's it for us. Quick and dirty episode. 25 minutes. Wow. Quick and quick and dirty, but hey, still. We got it down to a science now. That's right. Um, looking forward to the race tomorrow. It's going to be... I love Monza. It's one of my favorite racetracks, one of my favorite race weekends of the year. So I'm looking forward to hopefully not seeing Max on top of another car like we saw a couple years ago, but (laughs) still some fireworks. (laughs) Let's hope tomorrow's going to be good. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you haven't already, please do check out our Discord, like and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we'll catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Peace.